Hello there, Clarice. Sunday. Oh my gosh, fantastic. I cannot complain. The sun is shining. It's a gorgeous day. Love it. What is happening with you? It has been too fucking long. Absolutely long time and no podcast. It's been so nice here. The sun has been shining as well. I've been soaking up that vitamin D and I'm excited to talk to our people. I'm so excited to talk to our people. You know, you know, Clarice, you know what I love about you is that we literally just had a two-hour conversation prior to this podcast. Like, time means nothing when I'm hanging out with you. It's like we could just, like, talk forever. Maybe to not to our listeners' dismay, they'd probably want to shut us up at some point. But, you know, that's why we talk off air and we jibber-jabber for a little while. Tell you after recording this podcast, but I guess I'll say it on air. It's just like part of recording this with you is like so meaningful to me. Uh, our discussions beforehand and just connecting with you and catching up it like it like makes my week like I just love seeing your face I love hearing how you're doing and I love bouncing off these ideas with you it's like you you fill my soul up with love oh my gosh you too my love it's fantastic and I I love that this is like an ability for us to connect and gives us a reason not like we need a reason but sometimes in life like hey we're gonna set a, a way to do this and a purpose to be able to get together once a month and if it's talking in dumb silly accents like whatever it is we're, we're talking about things that really expand our minds expand us as people and and are able to connect with someone else on that level is truly a gift so thank you for being here today thank you cheryl we thank all of our listeners for being here today you people out there we love when you come along and take a little listen on the on the crazy ride that uh that clarice and i have and uh i i'm your host cheryl and i'm clarice and this is disco biscuits for the people yes welcome welcome Four. Now? Episode four. Oh my goodness, can you believe it? Feels like yesterday that we just recorded episode one. And actually I was just talking with our parents about like our pre-episode before it was even recorded when we were just hiking on the mountain. And they were like, you guys were being fucking hysterical. I think what made it even funnier about it is that we were talking to a non-existent audience. And not like our following's big now, so it's still pretty much a non-existent audience. <laughs> but we're putting it out there into the atmosphere and into the universe whereas then we were I mean I guess we are still doing that just not hitting a record button yeah like let me tell you guys we were literally on a Christmas hike with our family like blabbering away jibber jabbing if you will <laughs> to non-existent people in these accents well our, our true voices obviously yes truly it was divine like it, it was fucking hysterical whether they admit it or not right we we thought we were funny and i, I guess that's all that really matters so at least we get a kick out of it <laughs> well should we tell him what we got in store for today yes absolutely cheryl 
let's let's bring bring together the first disco biscuit. Go ahead, tell them what it is. The first disco biscuit we have is the Pythagorean theorem of life. And for those of you not familiar with mathematics or don't remember what you learned in the third grade math class, we'll give you a quick reminder. The Pythagorean theorem states that a squared plus b squared equals c squared. And now you're thinking, what the fuck, Clarice and Cheryl, what does this have to do with mathematics? <laughs> well, we'll tell you. <laughs> we have come to realize that what we put into our body, physically, emotionally, mentally, and what we put out of our body, again, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, equals the entire human experience. So, ergo, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yes, absolutely, and, and I hope all of you listening are still tuned in. I know we mentioned math, but I promise it relates. And I want you to think about, you know, maybe you took a geometry class where you have that hypotenuse triangle. It's a, it's a right square, you got side A squared, you got side B squared, and then C squared is that long, like, connecting line. And that's what we're talking about here. A squared plus B squared equals C squared, that line on the hypotenuse triangle. And that is what we're talking about in our life today. Because it's all connected, you know, if, if you think about that, it, it doesn't have to be a right angle triangle, that's our best, you know, representation of it, and just so we can put that into your minds and so you can see exactly what we're talking about. But what is so cool is, is, uh, is it's all connected, a triangle, just like our human experience is all connected. And what Clarice and I loved about this way of presenting the Disco Biscuit too is for those of you who do not know that a downward facing triangle represents femininity and an upward facing triangle represents masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Again, bringing it back to that idea of connectedness and um, I, I feel like this, this mathematical equation that I thought I would never use so much relevance and like Larry said don't worry there's not going to be a pop quiz Mr. Gerfenblanger isn't going to time test you on your pluses and minuses we're just going to have a lovely conversation about input and output you know the basics of life exactly and, and I would like to say that you know A squared and B squared mini disco biscuits if you will they are the diet of our life they are the diet of Experience. Would you like to go into that a little bit more, Cheryl? Yes, I would. And what I have been thinking about a lot lately is that word diet. Because so many people are like, diet, and you're like, oh my gosh, are we talking keto? Are we talking paleo? Are we talking vegetarian? And I'm like, no, I'm talking everything, motherfucker. I'm talking about the food that you eat. I'm talking about the exercise that you do, your career and work experience, the relationships you have, everything that you put into your body physically or just seeping through your pores is part of your diet. Basically what Cheryl was saying is anything that goes into your body or that you're experiencing that is coming 
to you in your life is part of the diet. Am I right on that? Very, very right. And then taking that a step further is whatever we're putting into our body and whatever we're receiving is what we're going to project out into the world. And we've talked about that a little bit on, you know, if we're caught in these negative thoughts, cycles, or patterns, then that's the kind of energy we're putting out into the world. Um, and, and we haven't really talked, we talked a little bit about how to, how to change that or how to combat that. Um, but I think a lot of it comes from having self-awareness and being conscious of what we're putting into our own bodies. penetrating is not the right word to use for all of our listeners out there but if you can just take an idea <laughs> and get on board with me here on uh, maybe I'll use infiltrate uh, the ideas of others infiltrating uh, our experience like if we think about um, you know hanging out with people who are always negative whether we like it or not um, I guess not always, like unless you're like really high and have the ability to do this, which is something Clarice and I were talking about, about how we'd love to work towards, not allowing that negativity to be able to infiltrate into our own bodies. No penetration. No penetration. You always have the right to say no. And that even comes from negativity coming into your realm. Negativity is consensual. If you don't want to receive it, say no. Shut it Send down. It Send it back to the sender. Exactly. And always remembering we have a skin boundary and a barrier. And we have this ability to diffuse that off of our system and to not let it get into us because it's very easy to do. And I feel a lot of that in myself that I have allowed to get in before. And I think that's what a lot of work of meditation or working with a therapist allows us to do is to be able to purge all of that that we've gathered and we've picked up for so long. I kind of think of like um, two analogies. First, I was thinking about like a sticky ball of gum um, rolling down a hill and how like if it keeps rolling down the hill, it's just gonna pick up more dust and dirt. And then I was like, that's pretty gross, but it's true. And then I was also thinking about like an avalanche. And if you have a tiny little ball at the top of snow and it keeps falling down, it's picking up more and more snow at a higher speed. Like that's what can happen to us throughout our lives. Like I'm just a sticky ball of gum going along and like I can let all of this fucking dirt just, mm, da, da, just stick to me. And until I get to the point to where I can release the dirt and wash that clean, um, it will just continue to attract. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful analogy that you brought forth to the table today. 
it really makes me think about the B squared in our equation that all this non-sensual negativity is going to be output in our own emotions and actions. So now we're outputting these negative energies back and people are confused about where our negative energy is coming from. And I think it's so important to realize that you have a choice. You can take a second and realize what you're feeling and ask yourself, you know, is this mine or is this someone else's? And if the answer is it's someone else's, you can kindly send back the energy. Send it back. You can send it back with love. You can send it back joy. Send it back. You do not have to take that on your shoulders. Totally. And I think equally, even if the answer is it's from myself, you still have the choice of whether you want to keep that or not. And sometimes the answer is going to be yes. And sometimes there's pieces of yourself that you're not ready to release or let go of yet. And that is completely okay. Rid yourself of judgment and fear and shame associated with things you might need to hold on to because it's not right timing to release them. Whereas if the answer is yes, I, I don't want this anymore, then you have the ability to release it. And I think that's something that people and are potentially the people that are our listeners don't realize is you have, you always have that choice. Yeah, exactly. And I like how you bring up the point about like, if it is our own, because oftentimes we are almost afraid of our own feelings. And what Cheryl's talking about right now isn't repressing. She's talking about, you know, if, if the answer is no in that moment, no, I don't want to deal with this right now, you don't have to without repressing it. You can save your mental energy until you're ready to hash through it without pushing it down and ignoring it. Mm. Just a simple, like, acknowledging that it's there. The knowingness without judgment or without suffocation of it gives you the freedom you're looking for and you can deal with that energy or whatever whenever you're ready to Yes, I love that. It is so true. And, you know, something that can guide you along that journey is if you're noticing things like that come up, just give them a jot down, you know, just place it, put it somewhere. No one has to see it but yourself, but put it into physical form because that starts to make it real and starts to bring it more into a conscious awareness. And then you have the decision to say, okay, I'm either going to address this now or not, but at least it's in your conscious awareness. Like you said, Clarice, there's a difference between that and repressing it and never thinking about it and shoving it down. If we rise it up, we write it down, we move through it, we sing through it, and we bring it to the surface, whether we're trying to heal it yet or not, it brings it into the conscious awareness. Awareness is where it all starts, Cheryl. That's where it all starts. And like, that can mean different things for different people. Like, I'm not a huge fan of like journaling, like writing, but what I do is I like to express it in the form of like doodling. Like, yeah. I'll draw what it is that is making me feel that way, whether it's like an angry scribble or like a fun little wave. Like, I'm getting it out, I know what that means to me, and I can revisit it whenever the time is right. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that you say that because sometimes I, I do like writing and journaling. I'm playing different journals, but sometimes something that I want to get out um, doesn't have a, a word representation. You can't put words to it because, you know, the, the highest realms and uh, largest pieces of reality, there's no words for. That's why we can't understand it consciously because we don't have words for it. And so that's so beautiful that you say there's another form that you can express that. And, and I think that's what's so gorgeous about art is because when you see someone's art in whatever form it is, it can mean something entirely different to you than it meant to the artist. But the artist will always know what it meant to them and the experience that they went through making it and producing it or the thought through it. So like when you write down your doodles, it might just be like, a drawing of a blender and a Cheeto and someone's like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, oh, obviously that means that life is a higher expansion of who I am in this physical form. Like, how can you not determine that from a blender and a Cheeto? The Cheeto dust is obviously the trail and the legacy I'm leaving behind. Duh. Duh. And the blender is the charging and the energizing and the mixing things up. Yeah, a lot of times like I've had people look at my journal and they're like, wow, that is so crazy that you do that. But they, they really have no idea like what it was I was expressing. They just think I'm like doodling, which is, it's honestly quite amazing too. Like if someone can look at that and appreciate the beauty in it, because like I don't look at it and I'm like a masterpiece. I look at it <laughs> as like my, my brain vomit is just yeah yeah it's so true that's so funny and and i think there's um your intention behind it will will change what you're producing too because i think about like i used to doodle i used to make um you know how people have like planners and agendas in school so my friends and i used to make like cover art for people's agendas we'd make like doodles all over them and and then laminate them and give them to people and so like it was a fun little thing you know i was always a baby entrepreneur out there doing whatever i could to make yeah a little side hustle when i was a little bitty just to try to afford the movies or whatever (laughs) another smoothie or ice cream cake (laughs) but you know and i would i would purposely do it i'm like i'm gonna do a picture of this and then I remember one time um, with my therapist went through and we went into um, a meditation and after I finished the meditation she goes now draw I was like okay and I just started like drawing random shit and and wasn't drawing anything purposefully and then I looked at it and I like used my own kind of interpretation of what I experienced in that meditation and looked at the drawing and I'm like holy shit and I wasn't even thinking when I was drawing I was just doing and like that's what's so crazy and and when I think the most beautiful art is produced is when you're not even thinking about anything it's it's that form of meditation and that release yeah absolutely and I think Cheryl we might be two people who know that best like long back in our day Cheryl and I created a saying that art has no boundaries no boundaries (laughs) 
Art has no boundaries except for brown. Except for brown, yeah. Uh, it, it was too lovely. We we were uh, as we talked about in our previous uh, episodes, we were creating those masterpieces together, and as we talked about um, creating a giant canvas called BM or bowel movement because it turned out to be brown. You know, that's uh, we had said as we were creating all these canvases and these beautiful masterpieces of art, and we were touching and feeling and playing with the with the paints and and the patterns, and we said there's no boundaries to art and then we made bowel movement and we're like okay yeah i guess it was it was all brown like we had gotten a little ahead of ourselves put all these colors in we were mixing it around with our head and all of a sudden it was like the grossest like brown yellow color and we looked at it and we just go art has one boundary and it's It's brown Oh my gosh. And you know, like maybe in some circumstances, art could be beautiful with just brown, you know, but that's not what we found in our experience. Right. But in general, what we learned from our art is that our best art, and I mean true masterpieces out here, came from just pure feeling. Like whatever we were feeling in that moment of like what colors and what to do with our hands without any planning turned out the best by far yeah and and then bringing that into perspective of you know if if art if like drawing or painting isn't your thing and your thing is more so journaling something that I used to do um I have some training in sketch comedy and improv and when I was a kid um one of the sketch comedy exercises that we would do because sketch comedy if you don't know out there it's kind of like what you're seeing on SNL or you know um Key and Peel, any of those little vignettes and snips and when you go into the process of writing those you're, you're writing on paper and you're jotting down ideas and so an exercise that um you know, my old coach, good old shout out to Tim Sosko out there that he taught us was write. And we would sit down with our notebooks at the beginning of our, of our rehearsals and he say, write for five minutes and do not stop. And if you can't think of anything to write, write down a grocery list or say blah, 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 or say ah, da, 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 whatever you need, but don't let your hands stop writing. And what I thought was so cool about that is it allows you to just continue to word vomit and to put things out on the paper. And sometimes when I would do those journaling exercises after like pages of like orange, banana, kiwi, yellow, like writing random shit, then like gold would come out of it because you just keep on throwing it onto the paper. Yeah, it takes away that idea of like same as our art did that like without planning and without a specific objection for how it's going to look you actually get that gold coming from your own thoughts you know because without perfection you're writing a list you're like i don't know what to talk about right now i don't know what to write but i'm still writing and then all of a sudden like there it is right it wasn't planned, and that's what makes it beautiful So much so, it makes me think about like, I feel like that's how so many things in this world were discovered by accident, by like just messing something up. Like when I was skiing the other day, I was thinking about like, who was the first person who went down a giant hill with snow on it and was like, this is so much fucking fun, you know? It probably started with someone just like cross country skiing because like that's how they had to get around, like just shuffling on their skis. And then all of a sudden, like he started going downhill a little bit and he's like, 
whoa, let's make this a sport, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I just am a firm believer that our little saying about art having no boundaries applies to like any form of life. Like again, input output. If you're doing what you love and you are following your soul calling, you're following your heart, the output is gonna be that much more amazing because you genuinely love what you're doing. Totally, like you can never be wrong if you are leading with your heart and your soul. If you keep that open and you keep that receptive and you spread that authenticity, you'll always be right. If you stop trying to calculate a specific response or a specific outcome, your outcomes are gonna be that much better because you're never gonna be disappointed when it arrives. You have no expectations, it's just you're doing what you love Right, yes, what you say about expectations, like having no expectations, it really will change your life. And I, I think that applies to even like other humans, like having no expectations about other humans, having no uh, preconceived notions, putting them into boxes. Yes, yes, placing people into categories because of your own thoughts or what you expect them to be and wow that has taken a beautiful transition into disco biscuit number two yeah would you say cheryl would you say that you know we sort of live on this spectrum of life like every personhood every activity everything we love is sort of on the spectrum because everyone's different i would say so like we're we're all connected yet we're all so unique and different I mean, like, just what you we were saying earlier, take a look on TikTok or the Instagram Reels or Yahoo Mail, whatever your local MySpace. media is, MySpace, you know, put your song on your homepage and uh, have your top friends, whatever it might be, like, people are incredible and there is so much people can do. It is so amazing to see. Absolutely. And uh, this, this is getting into our second Disco Biscuit, as Cheryl mentioned, which is... The spectrum of... I don't know, what was it? I already forgot. Humanity. A spectrum of humanity! <laughs> it's like I'm getting Absolutely. close. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's just such a beautiful thing. Uh, Cheryl and I were just talking about this. There's this... Wonderful guy on Instagram. Hopefully he'll be coming on our show at some point. We're gonna we're gonna send him we're gonna slide into his DMs, you know, and, and ask if, if he wants to come on to the show sometime. So if anybody has any connections to him, give him a holler. We're gonna send him an email. We might send him a telegraph as well. Uh, send some notes uh, via owl, um, whatever way. We might, might send a brick into his window. <laughs> but with a really kind saying on the brick, like we love your work. <laughs> Send him some Morris code. Maybe he'll be able to tap into our frequencies. <laughs> dot, dot, line, line, dot, 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 line. That means you're fucking awesome. Exactly. Um, at Sister Cody is his Instagram name. And he, um, he basically doesn't have any, like, what we consider, like, a real job, like a nine to five. 
Clarice is putting up quotation marks for all you there who couldn't yes. see that. She was putting quotation marks <laughs> around normal job nine to five. <laughs> Just wanted you all to visualize that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since you guys can't see. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do have eyes, you can see. <laughs> But this is just an audio platform. <laughs> Don't be concerned. Your, your vision is probably still good. But just in case it's looking a little fuzzy, I would recommend going to the eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, also if you're blind, that's okay too. You, no one can see us anyway, so... And if you're deaf, we're gonna find a way to get this to you, okay? <laughs> With braille. That's for the blind ones there, Clarice. Yes, for the blind ones. The blind ones can hear our podcast though. Okay, as, anyway. As we'll send them signing. We'll get a sign interpretator. Into well hopefully if, hopefully if we <laughs> if we send them bricks they can read. <laughs> One hundred percent. So, like, I know, I know A through Z and a couple different things <clears throat> to do uh, with sign language. But um, I'm gonna dedicate all of my time starting now to learning. And uh, I have a book. I've got a book, and uh, I'll just hop in there, and uh, then we'll be able to to reach all of the masses. We don't discriminate here on Disco Biscuits for the people because it's it's for the people. Right, like. We're, we're pro, even beyond that, we're just like pro-life. We're pro, okay, well, I don't want to get into that. Okay, we're pro-humanity. We're pro-expression. We're not going to go down that. We're not going to become a political podcast, but, you know, we're we all... Love you all. <laughs> we and love you all. We love you all. back to our fellow sister, Cody. He is incredible. <laughs> he, like, decided that he loves doodling, loves getting his feelings out, and he actually makes a living off of this, like, One hundred percent. So you know, we've we've delved into this a little bit, but do you want to officially state what the? Oh, we did. We already did. I'm sorry. We already stated what the second. Let's <laughs> go, We went like way out there, and then we had to come back. And okay. <laughs> I wanted to pull up one that I reposted the other day before you guys all get out there and uh, you should you should search him, give him a like, give him a follow. Um, it says, uh, so usually most of the pieces of artwork are with a, um, a photo or a picture that he's drawn and then some kind of saying. So this one says, if I am not my name, not my clothes, not my face, not my toes, not my brain, wherever it goes, I must be the one watching the show.
I love it. And this other one, I'll give you one more, is I choose to live in my heart, not in my mind. I will be grateful because I am alive. I will not dwell on the past nor worry what's next. I will take care of myself and try my best. If a moment comes where I feel weak, I will stop what I'm doing and remember to breathe. He's just such an incredible soul. Such a beautiful soul. And that's that's what I love about people is when they can use their expression and their art and their form in a way that just elevates everybody else. And they're doing it because they love it. And like we were saying, they do it because their heart is open to it. And they're following their soul's purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And like tying that back into just like people in general, it's like I I found that with society, it's like this uh, urge for everyone to fit in a certain box or to be labeled a certain way, which you really can't blame anyone because that's evolutionarily how we're structured is to recognize patterns. Right. But to take the initiative and get yourself out of that pattern is is where I think the peace and happiness really comes from is that inner acceptance and outer acceptance. The input and the output equals C squared equals acceptance. <laughs> C squared! <laughs> with with my therapist she showed me this little audio clip of a book called untamed but basically this author is talking about how in terms of like for example like sexuality we tend to place people in a box like first you have the straight box then you have the gay box and then you have the bisexual box whereas like i think anyone can admit that sexuality is something that's very fluid people people are all along that sort of line and um, describes it as beyond sexuality but like gender and with anything in life um, that humanity is sort of this fluid like water and we're trying to put it in all these different types of water glasses but you can't really that doesn't change the water it still tastes the same right and so with that like Humanity is this fluid nature and accepting that we don't we don't need boxes to exist. We're still humans without these like labels and accepting where people are at and who they are without labeling is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It is gorgeous and yeah, I think that's a great way to put it like you might be able to change the shape of the water, but that doesn't change that it is water. And and when other people are trying to shove you in those boxes, it can feel um, so small, and uh, it can feel so so much less than. Um, but I think like what we were saying earlier is just having that awareness and having that consciousness of that's what other people are carrying. They're trying to put you there, but you don't need to go there. You can be whatever form of water that you want to be. And I think that's where it comes into 
of being very true and authentic to yourself and knowing what's right for you. If you're not straight and you're not gay and you're not bisexual and if you're not asexual, if you like to just feel plants and that gives you a sexual satisfaction, cool. Like you don't need to be a, I don't know, there's probably a term or a name for someone who's like that. But you know, it doesn't have to be like that. I thought this was so interesting in my class when we were talking about mental health and psychology. We we're talking about, you know, a bunch of different mental health disorders, and then we got into a whole section about talking about sexuality disorders and sadism, masochism, and exhibitionists. And I just thought that was so interesting that it gets labeled as a disorder. Because like what what at what point does it become a disorder? What if you're just someone who likes watching other people have sex as long as the other people who are having sex are okay with you watching them as long as it's consensual who fucking cares what you're into you know yeah, exactly it's like it's with putting people in these water glasses per se it's like it's like people are trying to define what normal is so that they can feel okay about themselves yes. and they can be able to create a divide between other people but what Cheryl and I are arguing here is what if we take out that divide at all? Like, if, if you like something that is deemed unnormal in society or unnatural, so what? As long as it's not hurting other people, right? it's perfectly fine. Like, that's, that's the beauty of it is, you know, we... we it's like people try to divide us when we could be so much more connected with just the fact that we're all human and we we don't need these glasses of water draining us. 100% and, and it's, you know, especially in the climate and, you know, I don't want to get into this much, but just to give another example, like the climate, the world we've been living in, it's like, no, I'm a Democrat. No, I'm a Republican. Like, who fucking cares? Like, can we all just believe in, like, can we just do what's best for people? Can we just spread love and joy? And, like, again, that's going to go down that hippie woo-woo route. But it's, like, that, as I realize that, and I'm, like, oh, people will classify me and try to put me in the glass of water labeled woo-woo. But... I'm not hurting anybody. I'm spreading love. I want the best for everybody, no matter what your condition or your circumstance is. You just want to spread love and connectivity. Yeah, it's it's such a wonderful point um, that you're making, Cheryl, because I think where growth really happens amongst humanity is, is acknowledgement of that spectrum, that everyone is on the spectrum <laughs> everyone's on the spectrum <laughs> we're all on it wherever at some point you know it's if it's just one continuous line it could be anywhere on this on this line and i just want to point out right now how awesome this is that today our two biscuits are the pythagorean theorem and the spectrum of life and right now for all of you who cannot see Clarice is wearing a Pink Floyd t-shirt and that has a triangle on it if you I mean okay if you're not aware of Pink Floyd then uh, stop listening to this podcast and goodbye but anyways has a triangle like we we're talking about with our Pythagorean theorem and has a spectrum of the rainbow 
And I thought that was just like the most mind blowing thing and so beautiful how, yes, Clarice is exploding her mind right now. <laughs> I'm absolutely mind blown. I how beautiful is that? But it was here all along. All along. It was here. All along. All along. And it's it's so cool. It just it just symbolizes how great that is, and and the light that gets shown within can then produce such an array of colors, and and the spectrum of of the rainbow and the colors like. If you think about it just from that perspective, like there's, there's an infinite amount of colors and of light. And we are light and we are water. Yeah, that exactly. And like, the thing is, is like what we're saying is you have to stop letting other people inhibit that. Letting other people place you in these boxes and staying in them. Because at the end of the day, like people are gonna judge you all the time but why should that inhibit how you act because at the end of the day this is your life and when you die do you really want to be thinking about all the times you were worried about people judging you or do you want to be thinking about that fun time you had in the hotel blasting out wicked with your cousin <laughs> oh, that was amazing we're checking into a hotel and i just little how did it start we said uh i probably just like what is this feeling? So sudden and new. And we just, we, we kept going. And we've talked about that before. Clarice and I um, do a wonderful job of feeding off each other. And we don't stop and, until, you know, until there's a stopping point. And so we literally were bursting out. It was amazing. And we could have sat there that whole time and thought like, oh no, what are other people around us thinking? Or like anything else. But no, we did it because it felt so good. And who is it harming? I'm sorry, like nobody. This is the rule we're saying. If it doesn't hurt anyone and it doesn't hurt yourself, express it. Express it. Like at the end of your life, you're gonna wanna remember all those things you did that you love and gave you like pure positive energy and light. Not all the times you thought people were judging you because they probably are, but what is what is what judging you? It's, it's a thought. It's a thought in someone else's mind that you can return to them. Right, exactly. And, and a thought within our own minds that we can release. Like we were talking about earlier, like why am I gonna sit here and judge myself and be embarrassed when I could just have fun? Like when Clarice and I are, you know, and, and find find those people that you can express that with, people who are uninhibiting you and, and who allow you to express that form. Like it was pouring rain outside and we laid in a hammock and looked up at the sky and let rain fall all over us like we've talked about before go out there as a kid and splash in the puddles like do it go out there and be and live and spread your light and let me tell you Cheryl some of the most fulfilling and like incredible moments of my life have been when we have broken those bounds and just done whatever we want to do because it's you know Fun. It's just a simple drive to do that. Like, let me tell you, when we were laying in the rain, there was a whole yoga club that was giving us crazy looks. Like, crazy looks. They thought we were insane. And it only made us laugh harder because we were like, so what? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so freeing and it's our full experience. 
expression not full form. I love it. And all of this talk about light and water um, made me think of something. While we are light and water, um, one of my friends, she, uh, Sophia, shout out to you. Thanks for thanks for giving me this thought um, and these questions. But she's been asking questions on her Instagram. Like um, the one she asked first was, if you were water, what kind of water would you be? So now I'm asking you, Clarice, what kind of water would you be? Oh, you already know it, Cheryl. I am going to be a tangerine LaCroix. Ooh, that's saucy. I love it. That is beautiful. Okay, and so that's water. Now, what kind of light would you be? Hmm. That's a great question, Cheryl. I, I want to be like that first morning light that shines through your window. Like, that's, that's what light I would be. It's like when you wake up in the morning and you see that golden tint on all your stuff. Like, that's, that's my light. I love it. That's beautiful. I encourage you all to ask these questions to yourself, see what you find, ask these questions to your friends. I think these kind of questions are, are really fun. It gets, allows you to learn so much about another person. And, um, and my favorite thing about asking these questions is, uh, cause sometimes I'll have people say like, Oh, what do you mean? Um, but, but that's, you don't answer that. Don't answer. What do you mean? Like the point is that it's, uh, that it's ambiguous and that it's a spectrum it's a spectrum because there can be any infinite amount of answers i love that gorgeous absolutely i i honestly feel like that was pretty well summed up for today i agree i i think we touched a lot of ground and we you know we brought a little bit of mathematics and physics and uh we're getting real fucking intellectual on this bitch Absolutely. <laughs> so as a quick reminder, today we talked about the Pythagorean theorem of life, and we talked about the spectrum of humanity, and I gave you two wonderful questions at the end of this podcast. So as always, take these things with you throughout your day or your week or your year, whatever it might be. Spread that light, flow like water, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. We love you guys and continue, I don't know, doing what you love. Follow your passions and don't feel bad. Yes, open that heart and spread that love. This was Disco Biscuits for the people. <laughs>